Three, two, one. Bingo. All right, so we're live. Episode 47, the Cutler cast. And once again, shout out to Celsius, you guys, for keeping us uh, laced up with our Celsius. Without our Celsius, we couldn't get through these podcasts. So Yeah, dry out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely ke- keeping us going. It seems like every time someone walks in this office, they eye our Celsius fridge. I don't know if you can see it over in the corner, but they were nice enough to send us out a stocked refrigerator here. So we have every flavor. We're out of cola right now, except for this. This warm one, so I might crack this in the middle. Of I actually might crack this. That one's in the been sitting there for like. Three I know. Months. I just, you know what? I just <laughs> sat and started this podcast. I'm like, damn, there's my cola one that I've been. So, in case you guys didn't know, this is actually my favorite flavor of Celsius, which is the cola flavor. So it's like a lighter cola. But today I was drinking uh, a watermelon. So uh, we've had a pretty busy schedule. Uh, we've been traveling quite a bit. I was in uh, L.A. for. A photo shoot for Young LA. I was in Cleveland at an event. I got back from Wisconsin this weekend, and you've been uh, you've been all over the place too. Where did I go? I went to Reno. Yeah, you went to Reno. So we had the Reno show there, mm-hmm. which was one of the bigger. I think it's the it's the last qualifying show in the United States for this year's Olympia. I thought I thought there was something in Maryland, but I I think it's confused. I think it's, confused. A, I it's think it's a, a less divisions or no? I think it's a. Um, Masters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So, but there's still, I think there's still four more shows. There's one in Brazil. There's uh, Prague. Um, I think Brazil, Romania is, is next week. Weekend. Okay, so I think is it's Stan doing that, or yeah, Stan's okay. doing that. And there's a show in Spain. So there's still four shows to qualify. All right. So let's let's kind of review um, these contests. I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit, guys. And sorry for the the order, but. So France. we talked about Reno. Reno has passed now. We also had the France show, and then we had Italy, which was called the... Tsunami Cup. Tsunami, yeah. So there was a Tsunami Cup in uh, Rome, which James Hollings had won. Okay. Which was, you know, it's like James is signed to Yamamoto, and Tsunami's the other. Yeah. It's kind of back and forth. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't think about that. I'm like, I'm wondering if, if he went to do that just to go, I'm going to go win the show for the other rival company in, in the country, which would be kind of cool if he did. Yeah, I think he got ten grand for the yeah. prize and which was nice for him and a qualification. I mean yep. he you know, he looked amazing when we went to UK Arnold yes. and I know a lot of people, including uh Milos, they weren't sure what his condition was at that contest and he looked absolutely tremendous. Yes. And I felt like he could have done a little better there. But he even you know, after the Arnold UK, he came on on our channel and asked what does he need to do to win a show and there was a ton of comments in there so you i want to just go back to that you being someone who's got an eye for this what do you think is holding him back from being one of those he, elite guys? he listen his structure is a little limited okay and and i was one of those people that had to come in a little bigger and rounder mm-hmm. and not focus so much on being absolutely peeled okay so i think he fixed what he needed to and came in a little fuller for the next week. Okay. And it appeared his condition was better. So that's the, the difference is, like, uh, you remember in 2004, uh, Arnold Classic, I came in super ripped. Mm-hmm. I was the lightest I had been in a while. And I wanted to get down to be, like, Dexter Jackson condition. But what I didn't realize is I was not as full, and it sacrificed how I look. So... uh you know, I came in oh for Olympia later that year. I was just absolutely tearing full. I wasn't as shredded, but it was just a better look for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So so that's how I feel like he, because of his structure, 
against people like an Andrew Jack or whatever, he's going to suffer a little bit. So he just needs to come and over like work on his strong points, and that's his overall mass. Yeah, I mean, he look, he's he's he was in shape when we saw him, and it looks like he was just in just as good a shape, if not better. Yes, because it just appears that when he said, I think he said he was a little fuller. So I mean, it, it worked out ideal for him. He's now in Olympia. He's one of, uh, I mean, he has to be thirty guys now qualified. There's only yeah, over right? thirty. Yeah, yeah so 30. so he got first. Um, Alfred Vlad got second, and Mark Hector got yeah, third. Yeah, Vlad's come on really strong. He's pretty young. I think Dennis Wolf is training him. Um, and then Mark Hector, man, he was super impressive. He just needed to tie his condition down a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's going to be someone to watch here the, the next few. He's put on a ton of uh, size, actually, stage weight. Um, and he got better as it went on and um, was able to improve. So, you know, we expect big things from him. Okay, then we had uh, after after – we also had the France show. Okay. So France was won by Patrick Johnson, who got, I think, second. He was year. second in UK Arnold and looked amazing. Hey, I, I told you when we were sitting there, like, I thought Andrew was not in a, in the shape that someone should be to win a show at that magnitude. I know, I know he's a superior bodybuilder. Yeah. I would have had no problem if he would have won that show. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, Abdullah was raving about him, right? He mm-hmm. brought him over, and I know that, you know, these uh, these guys from Nigeria are just crazy the way they're looking. There's, lately. what, four, four yeah, in the Olympia I mean, now? it's just these, they're coming on like crazy. So I think, um, you know, looking at Patrick, I think what we did not see working well for him at the Arnold UK was his, was his oil, right? So I think now... Um, obviously he rectified that situation. And I think it was, you know, his skin was just absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was able to pull out, you know, I think he was just as good, you know, and was able to pull out the victory. Where do you see him, a guy, I'm assuming, going into the Olympia? Is he someone that could be in the second call-out, third call-out? <sighs> it's going to be tough for him to be in the first man, call-out. Man, besides first, dude, I don't, I, I would hate to even try to figure out who's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's really going to be a tough call for these judges to really kind of line these guys up. And I, I would imagine a ton of comparisons. So we're going to see how people pose and how who fades and who doesn't. There there could be somebody out of the first two calls that's a big yeah, I mean, a great bodybuilder. I mean, that get overlooked. I mean, it he, he has a strong physique and, you know, he's got a lot of mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see some improvements between now and, and December. So, I mean... Like, it comes down to I would just pump as much publicity as I can right now and keep my name out there. And I just want to say, like, you know, we talk about these shows and we talk about, like, all the people we've been discussing, but it's kind of funny where, you know, in the beginning of the season, um, uh, we saw Blessing, right? Blessing had won New York and he won, was it Indy or? Indy and New York. yeah. Yeah, so... We we don't even really people aren't talking about him because it's like okay what have you done for me that seemed like it was forever ago yeah because this year is remember this year is is the most stretched out season we've ever had it's over twelve months over over because last year was October the Olympia and then we're going to December so it's you know it's not just twelve months it's fifteen think about it last year if you won Romania you qualified for this year. This year, if you win Romania, you qualify for this year. Yeah, so I feel I feel like, you know, we're missing some people. It's just like, you know, people do talk about Hadi and, you know, they talk about Brandon based on how he looked at the Arnold, and they forget, like, his potential, right, what he can look like. So, 
the question mark is, is like there's so many guys that we may not be considering mm-hmm. because they just haven't competed lately. I mean, yeah. they got their qualifications done early. They've kind of been behind the scenes training and blessings looking solid. I mean, I was watching a podcast the other day and listening to George Farah and he's like, blessing and Andrew Jack are going to be in the top six call. I mean, That's a bold statement, right? It is. It is. And if you really, if, if, I want to ask you a question, okay, as a as a bystander fan. I mean, you've watched these yeah. shows. Who who is victorious over Andrew Jacked or a blessing? Is it who beats who? I think and Andrew Jacked I think for sure will be in the first call out. Do you think that he places better than Blessing at the yes. Olympia? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that Because so th- just think about it like this. What we what do you see that that Andrew has to do to be in the top five from what you saw. You saw him in person. Just conditioning. That's something that's realistic that you can do yeah. between now and then. What do you think Blessing has to do to be in that top five? Man, I, you know, I had, until I see him stand with the guys, yeah. you know, he was in great shape. But, I mean, people say maybe his leg size. I, I think from the back, and I think his leg size is going to hinder him from beating Andrew. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I mean, obviously, he's got a amazing bright future but i i don't think blessing is in that point yet where he's going to be challenging those top five people i'm not saying that i'm not saying he couldn't come in here and do it we don't know but from what i've seen i don't think he's there yet you know you know it's kind of it's kind of funny because i I talked to so many people in the industry and dude like a year ago andrew jacked literally like started competing and he was he, like a influencer he was just a guy that trained with he was like an influencer <laughs> yeah. like he was a guy that people like jesse james west did content with when he went and he's yeah. like you know what jesse james told me he's like dude i don't even think i mentioned him in in my video because no one really knew who he was at the time yeah and now like he's taken over the whole bodybuilding scene by storm and everyone's talking about man i haven't that name like, I always thought Cutler was a great name, but Andrew Jacked is, like, the best name Sounds ever. like a superhero. Yeah, it's, like, ridiculous, <laughs> you know? All right, so let's let's move on and to... then we had Reno. Yeah, Reno show. So I, I went to the Reno show. Um, Antonio Burton won. Unbelievable, um, right? I did not think there it was a, a close second. And, and I'm never going to call any judges out or anything because I'm not a judge, but I thought it was not even close. And he didn't have a perfect score which kind of shocked me because I kind of Well, looked, when you watched the show, was it close? No, no. Nothing? No. I, I thought Justin was battling for second, and I th- personally, like I would He should have been third? I, th- I thought Rashid Oldacre should have been second, mm-hmm. and he should have been third because Rashid, it was as good as he's looked. And look, obviously, Justin has been top 10 in the Olympia. He's, he's one of the best in the world, mm-hmm. but he just wasn't where he needed to be. And just because you were great in the past doesn't mean that you can't show up not looking at your best, and he was not his best. So, what do you feel Justin needs to do? I mean, is he qualified by, by points by this point this time? I think, I think he's he got to be close. I don't know. I think he won a show earlier. Did he win? No. I, I don't know. We have, to, we have to look at that. But. I'm not sure, but... I mean, look, he's, if, if he's in shape, he wins the show easily. Like, well, what was he easily. missing? He just wasn't in shape. He just wasn't conditioned the way he should be. And mm. it seemed like his, his midsection was a little watery. Um, obviously, he's got a little bit wider of a midsection, but mm. he's, his shoulders are crazy. He's got crazy shoulder weight. He's got, yeah. like, from the side. And, like, like he was, he's an overwhelming guy on stage, 
but Antonio had it just didn't look like he had any flaws. He okay, just so nailed it. So Antonio's qualified for the Olympia. Yes. He was a former two twelve um competitor. Second year in a row at two twelve or one. Okay. Sean Clarita won the year before. Uh and he was in the show last year, Antonio, yes. I believe. I believe yeah, he, he got fourth. fourth. Okay. How does he fare at this year's Mr. Olympia? Can he battle in the top ten? If guys aren't in shape, yes. I mean, he's look. He doesn't. He's got the flaring quads. He's got wide shoulders. He he's got a tiny waist. Oh, yeah. He's got the bubbly muscles. Mm-hmm. He's hard. He he has all the tools. I don't know what he'll look like standing next to somebody who's like I said. If Justin was in shape, Justin would have won for sure. Mm-hmm. But at the Olympia. How many guys are are going to be in that type of shape? It's such a hype. It's such a hype thing, yeah. right? Everyone plans to be their best. Like you never go into the show. Thinking. I do. I do think he. I do think he has the chance to get compared with some good mm-hmm. guys and hold his own for sure. Once again, the Olympia is building to be like. <laughs> and then we also most competitive. Stanimal got fourth, the local mm-hmm. guy, and Jamie the Giant got fifth. Yeah. So so mention Jamie. So he was third in. Was it France or Italy? France. Okay. So he improved. Yes. He looked, I mean, could he have been? Uh, in, in Reno, he, just, he, he just needed to shut it down. You could tell he was, he looked, he was a little flatter. He was, he was in shape. Do you he think was, he's comp- doing any more competitions? I'm not sure. I don't think he is. But I, you can just tell he, needs to, he just needed to shut it down and take a break. Mm. He, was, he, was, he was flatter. And it just seemed like, because you got to think, he was in Vegas, what, six weeks ago doing a photo shoot. Yeah. He went to Vegas, and then he went to Canada, and then he went and did the show there, and then he went to here, and then he's back to the U.S. Like, that's a lot of travel. Yeah, when you're a big body, guys, like, it's it's really hard to peak, you know. I was always envious of, like, the Dexters and, you know, the guys that were smaller in stature mm-hmm. because I felt that they could peak more. I mean, that's why the, you look at the consistency. Sean Ray was the same, right? He just... He was able to peak, you know, pretty much almost on point every time. And, uh, you know, for me, it was always a manipulation of the water and, and trying to balance. And listen, the body got tired quick, especially with traveling and trying to be in different gyms and hotels. Yeah. And, you know, I always tried to plan at least to do like shows within a week apart. And very rarely did I go three or four weeks in a row competing. It just yeah. never worked for me. So I kind of knew better. I remember in 2003 when I was on tour. So I did the Ironman, I did the Arnold, and I, I did the San Francisco Pro, and I was supposed to go to Rome to compete in a show over there. And I just, listen, I, I just couldn't handle it. My body was yeah. tired, and I was kind of run down, and I just said, you know what, my health is more important, and I ended up just showing up and doing a guest appearance at that show. It was disappointing for the promoter, which was Alex Ardente at the time. But, you know, I felt like, you know, my presence would be better, like, meeting the fans than, you know how it is when you're of kind of dead and you're on stage and trying to wrap up the season. But, you know, it's funny, Darren Charles won that. Can you imagine if I would have gone to Rome and, you know, my body had shut down enough and Darren Charles would have overtook me at the time I was on yeah. top of the world. So you have to st- strategically make decisions sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of times it's hard for you to look in the mirror and say, I'm not getting better. So yeah. that's when you rely on the people around you to be yeah. very, very honest with you. And I'm sure people have asked you your opinion and you've probably kind of told people like, "Mm," and maybe they did or didn't agree with you, but they asked your opinion for a reason, right? Because they, they have to know something's not, something's not clicking. I mean, if someone asks you, Hey, what do you think? Mm -hmm. 
Mm, there's a little uncertainty there, right? Of course. But I mean, if they're asking me, they I would assume they trust my opinion enough. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell them what I think. That doesn't mean I'm right. It's just yeah. my opinion. See if see if somebody else who has more credentials than me yeah. has the same opinion. You know, look, we dealt with this just recently with Regan. Yeah. You know, he kept doing shows. I have shows. so many people saying to me, I'm, oh, I'm disappointed he's not doing the show. You'll wait till they see him this next time around. Yeah, he's really improved. You yeah. know, and so between getting the sleep apnea machine and eating like a horse and training, he's he's massive now. You know, you got to think he never got above 289 to 290 in his career. Mm-hmm. And he's at 300 pounds in the mornings now on an empty stomach. And he's up over 305, 306 already. And it's not because of any secret concoction. It's because he's sleeping 10 hours a day and he's eating and he's training and he's not thinking about dieting for a show and this assist. He's just eat, sleep, train, eat, sleep, train. Think about when the year that you took off. How much progress did you make from 01 to the next, to the Olympia in 03? You know what I mean? Like, I'm assuming you made no, a ton made, of progress. I made a pro- ton of progress from you know, 2001, you know, 2000 to 2001 Olympia, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like not doing early, early season shows. Like I was able to just focus on that one contest. It's and crazy. and for, on his side, he's never done this. He's never taken off mm-hmm. season literally ever in his career. This is the first time. So I think when people see him step on stage next, obviously we can't predict anything, but I believe he'll be dramatically bigger than what he is. And that's what he needs. We've all said that. Yeah, you know, back in my era, we didn't have the um, the comfort to be able to just say, you know what, I'm going to sit back and skip these shows. It was usually in your endorsement deal that you had to compete. Yeah. And I think today, like a lot of these deals that people have in place, it allows them a little more freedom. And I think mm-hmm. that relaxes people somewhat. But someone that's really driven to get on stage and compete at the Olympia. And this is one thing that I question. I was talking about this on the podcast is like the people who just go to the Olympia to stand there and say, I want to get the experience. Or do you really think like, okay, I want a shot at it. And that's was kind of the, you know, Regan's obviously been out of top 15 the last two years. And it was one of those things where, man, do I just go there and, you know, finish out of the top 10 and, like who knows what he'll, he would have ended up this year if he wasn't a lot bigger or do I actually go with a contention to actually be the best? And I, for me, like I wouldn't waste my time unless I was, you know, especially as I was further into my career, maybe the first time you just go just to experience it. I mean, you, ha- you don't know what you're going to place. I mean, we always talk about how many first timers are going to this Mr. Olympia this year. Of course. And what's the expectations, right? Get the experience. But I always, you know, listen, a lot of these people dying through uh, Thanksgiving, which is a huge, you know, U.S. <laughs> holiday for people. Like it's a feast, um, you know, and then, you know, they're a week before Christmas. So you, we, as we know, like Christmas, everything shuts down between Christmas and New Year's. So it's kind of a perfect time to be, you know, finishing up a season. Yeah. But the only problem is, is they have to gear up and March is around the corner. Like it's when you nine get, weeks later. Yeah, so when you get through your two weeks of like, you know, ending of New your Year's? preparation, New Year's, and then you're like, yeah, dude, I mean, not everyone's Nathan DeAsher and can diet for eight weeks or yeah. six weeks for Olympia, right? Yeah. So it well, would be tough g- for me. We're going to see who's mentally tough this year because who's going to not be able to eat. So my expectations, though, is the Arnold may be the biggest of course. success of many years. I mean, it's a invitation-only contest. Mm-hmm. You're close to everyone over there, Brian Powers and the team. 
I mean, we're, I'm attending. They already put out the advertising. <laughs> I didn't even know I was attending until they put out <laughs> the advertising. Either. So, so if you want to go over to AutoClassic.com <laughs> and check out, uh, we are doing a meet and greet. So Good myself Ronnie. and Ronnie yeah. Coleman. Yeah. So make sure you guys go over there and get your early uh, meet and greet tickets because uh, I guess we're coming. We're, yeah, we're coming. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good, uh, I, I think, I mean, obviously they're going to invite who they invite, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling there's, I have a feeling this year's Arnold will be stacked. Ten guys who could potentially win it, <laughs> which would be awesome. Who do you know that's think- already verbally committed to the Arnold that, might surprise people on this podcast. I don't know if I can say. Okay, we're not going to say. We, I know. That's why I wanted to ask you. I, <laughs> oh, I know you, want, a couple you want to get me in trouble? <laughs> no, I, I mean, everyone speaks to you. Okay, so we're not going to talk <laughs> yeah. about commitments yet. But because, let's just say. You know, it's funny. is Like, oh, I'm already committed to it. Well, it's an invitational. Like, so you have to be. You still have to so, apply. Yeah, it's still. I know. And who, it's only 12 guys, right? I mean. Yeah, 12. Max, right? I know who's going to apply. Okay, and I'm sure okay, if they okay. apply, I'm sure they're not going to get turned it down. It was so. Listen, it was so cool. Like. When I remember Lormer called me for the first, like he called me after 01 Olympia. You know, no one ever called me to compete in that show. I, I competed in when I was fourth in 99. Um, I signed up and, you know, Jim Mannion got me in there, but I didn't like, I didn't even apply in 2000. So after 2001, like I didn't have this, even a thought process. I was like, my mom was visiting at the time. She came for Thanksgiving that year. And I remember literally, I was in San Diego getting gas in my car. I was, we were going to the zoo, <laughs> and Jim Lormer called me, and he said to me, I want you in the show, and I got in the car after pumping gas, and my mom was like, who is that? And I was like, that's the promoter of the Arnold Classic, and I just got second at the Olympia like literally a couple of weeks prior, and I had this mindset. Like, I hadn't even eaten yet. I was, you know, I was already you know, still pretty big or whatever else, but uh, – she, I said, they want me to do the Arnold Classic in a few weeks. And she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, mm, they're giving away a Hummer truck and 100K, and I'm the f- top guy right now because I know Ronnie Coleman sure as heck ain't going to do it because no. he had the lost the peak yeah. the year before. And uh, so I decided to do it that moment, which is crazy. But we're, I literally, No, I, I literally remember we were literally going to the zoo, and Jim Lormer called me, and uh, it was a huge, huge excitement for me to of be in the, I mean, second most prestigious award. And at that time, Schwarzenegger was still going and doing all his movies and stuff. And it, I don't know if you ever been to those early Arnolds, but he would actually do a pre-release of the trailer. Of the movie. Of the movie, like, before they started the night show. And, you know, it was so cool because Arnold was showing up, and it was like, he's showing up for 15 minutes, he's going to run the show, and he's getting right back on his private jet, and he's leaving. He might do a walkthrough at the expo like a day or whatever, but it was like you just to catch a glimpse of Arnold yeah. was like a major, major thing. And he was the number one highest paid movie star at that point. And yeah. I heard something like rumored 10 million of movie at then, which probably wouldn't be as much now yeah. to people, but that was like big money back then. And uh, he, I remember seeing all the, the pre-releases and everything. And that was, was like the exciting thing. You didn't want to miss the kickoff of the show because he would show that trailer. Yeah. And I went and, you know, my even whole family his, even came. Even at his peak, he was always at the show. But, man, I remember, like, posing at that show, and I remember seeing all his children in the front row, and, and uh, you know, my family was there because it was close enough being in Ohio to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so my family came out to watch it because they, they, had, they hadn't come to Olympia. They drove. They took a van. 
And, uh, you know, my mom was just, I posed to, uh, you know, a nice classical song, um, Andrea Bocelli, um, mm-hmm. Time to Say Goodbye. And she was like. I mean, she, Sarah Brightman. No, it was, uh, it was Andrea, Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Did, yes, she did yes, it with him. With him, yeah. yes. Yeah. So my mom, like, loved that. You know, yeah. she thought it was the greatest thing ever, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was my first Arnold victory of three. And, uh, you know, it's a, mo- it's a very, very exciting show. If you guys haven't got a chance to attend our Arnold Classic, man, I would, I would suggest, you know, getting so this, So this last year we went to the Arnold Classic, and you and Ronnie were a big draw, and Seabum was a big draw. Yeah. And I just saw today on social media that Seabum, I went and watched part of the video, that him and Ian are not going to work together this year going into the Olympia. So I saw I passed on the post, but what did it, I saw him posing. So, they're they're obviously Ian's related, career is yeah. getting higher because yeah. Ian's married to Chris's sister. His career is getting higher, and he still has to concentrate on himself. And he's doing his prejudging, then going and seeing Chris in the morning. And I'm I'm assuming it could affect him. And he's a guy who could legitimately he's fighting to be in that first call out. So Chris is gonna they're not gonna work together going into this Olympia. Now I wasn't worried about like who. Like, oh, who's he going to work with? The first thing that went through my head is, how difficult is that if you've had the same coach from the time he started all the way up through every show he's ever done? He's won three Olympia titles. 